The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Special programming note. Sid Rosenberg is off today and tomorrow, so I will be filling in in the first hour of that program with Andrew Giuliani. So please be sure to tune in from 6 a.m. until 7 a.m. both today and Friday, and then uh, John Katsimatidis takes over, I believe, with Curtis Lee as well, or it may just be John and Andrew. They don't tell me. They just told me I'm in for the first hour, so I hope you will tune in as well. One of the things that Andrew and I talked about the last time I filled in on the morning show was this attempted political comeback by Andrew Cuomo, who I've been quite critical of. Well, you'll never believe, according to the New York Post, who's now thinking about a political comeback of her own. Melissa Durant. Rosa. Melissa DeRosa, who was the top aide to the governor, who just came out with a book called What's Left Unsaid, and far from being a tell-all, this is basically a burn book from a ninth grader who tries to even the score by pointing out all of Andrew Cuomo's enemies, how they betrayed him, how they were wrong, and how she and Andrew Cuomo are right. According to the New York Post, they are polling a bid for office by Melissa DeRosa. I think this would be a tremendous disaster. Now, she did affirm her interest in public office during an interview with Channel 2's Marsha Kramer, saying, I'm really disappointed in government right now at every level, and I think about it a lot. I always thought at some point I may run for something. This woman was part of a disastrous administration, not just during COVID, but almost everything they did turned to mush. How she thinks that being an apologist for Andrew Cuomo and then accusing a reporter from the New York Times of being sexually inappropriate while you're doing the same sort of damage control against the Cuomo accusers is beyond me. I mean, this is America. Everybody's got a right to run. I'm all for more voices and more choices. If she can add something to the political arena, great. I can promise you, this is someone who I would never vote for, for anything. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good. Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. I'm often critical of Mayor Eric Adams and his administration whenever they do something that I think is lacking. But I have to give them credit for something. I think we're a year into a grand experiment. A year has passed since Mayor Eric Adams unveiled a plan to involuntarily hospitalize New Yorkers who were deemed unable to meet their basic needs because of a severe mental illness. And according to the chief architect of that program, the results have exceeded expectations. Now, we weren't able to pull the audio in time, but the person who is the senior advisor on mental illness used to be a guest of mine before he worked on city government. He was my go-to expert on mental health issues because the things that he was saying, I was convinced, needed to be adopted by cities like New York. And apparently I wasn't the only one because Mayor Adams hired him. I wish other cities would do the same thing. So among the city's two top 50 lists, which track homeless New Yorkers well-known to service providers for the severity of their needs and their resistance to help, 
54 people have been moved off the streets since November of last year. 40 have been placed in supportive housing units, while 14 remain hospitalized. That's according to Politico New York. Brian Stetton says these are exactly the people the city wanted to help, but who previously were neglected by the health and social services system unless they committed an overt act of violence. That translates into a 145% increase in successful placements for members of the two lists compared to the prior 12-month period. I think Brian Stetton was exactly right when he said the most important thing we've accomplished here is to prove what is possible when the city leans in. There's proof of concept. The city is committed to getting this right, the mayor said, and he said he's proud that a year into this effort, we have made progress helping and housing a significant number of those most in need of care and support. Now, there's still a long way to go, but I think this is definitely an accomplishment of the mayor's. He deserves some credit for this. I wish other cities would do the same thing. And there's no telling if these people were not involuntarily hospitalized or put in supportive housing, what would have become of them? Some may have committed crimes. Many might have committed violent crimes. We'll just never know. This is one of those accomplishments that is effective, but we'll never know how effective. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. There was a fascinating story in Politico, New Jersey, about a form of government in which many top politicians end up getting their start at a very young age, including Bob Menendez, of all people. He may be the most famous or the most infamous New Jersey Politico to get his start on the school board or the board of education. Bob Menendez, a lot of people don't realize this, he kicked off his political career at the age of 20 by being elected to the Union City Board of Education. Well, now Union City's current mayor is seeking to bring even younger people into politics by allowing them to vote in school board elections. Mayor Brian Stack, who's also a state senator, one of the very few people in New Jersey who still has the dual offices, he introduced a bill this week to to allow 16 and 17 year olds to vote in their town's school board elections. I have to tell you, I think this is really interesting. The voting rights wouldn't be automatic. The students would be allowed to vote only if the voters approve a ballot question to allow them to. Presumably, children wouldn't be allowed to vote in that referendum. Another easier option is to get their school districts or municipal councils to approve a resolution allowing them to vote. But this follows a campaign by Hudson County students called Vote 16NJ, which got the Jersey City Board of Education to approve a resolution supporting their efforts. What they're saying, the folks at Vote 16NJ, is that 16 is the perfect age to catalyze a lifelong passion for the political process. Students would have more robust and structured guidance to pursue a future of habitual voting supported by parents, mentors, and teachers. I completely agree. 
I think this is great. It killed me when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, and the adults in my life, many of them didn't care about local elections. They didn't even want to vote in the local elections unless I forced them to. And this does not apply to my parents, but many others in my life. And I was just desperate to vote in these local elections, and I couldn't. This is not the only bill that would give young people greater sway in government. The Assembly passed legislation allowing 17-year-olds to vote in primaries if they turn 18 by the general election, though it hasn't moved in the Senate. I love this idea. I think 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds who are still going to be dealing with the policies of the Board of Education, they should absolutely be able to vote for who represents them there. That's my take. Beam me up! To be continued. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org The Other Side of Midnight 77 Local Spotlight By now you have no doubt heard the news that hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters swarmed the streets surrounding Rockefeller Center last night, clashing with NYPD cops and chanting River to the Sea, which a lot of people view as an anti-Semitic inflammatory slogan. This was all part of an effort to derail the annual tree lighting in support of Gaza. They were waving Palestinian flags and signs and calling for the end to genocide. The ralliers gathered alongside 6th Avenue alongside hordes of tourists waiting in line to see the iconic ceremony. Now, these folks were unable to get to the New York City Christmas tree. The crowd instead swarmed around the tree outside the News Corp building. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you One rallier was seen actually climbing on top of the pillar bearing the building's address because that's where the New York Post is, that's where Fox News is. And another was seen carrying a massive sign bearing a swastika comparing the Israel Defense Forces to German Nazis. I mean, if you're going to do that, I really think you have to learn your history. There is nothing comparable about the Nazis and the Israelis. You can disagree with what Israel is doing in Gaza. I don't think any reasonable person can claim that the current Israeli government is an extension of the Nazis. It's just not so. So NYPD officers continuously pushed back the crowd who shoved back calling the cops effing Nazis. Everybody's a Nazi. Everybody's a Nazi with these protesters. The Israelis are Nazis. The cops are Nazis. I imagine a lot of those cops are either minorities or Jewish. And the protesters attempted to knock down the barricades the cops put up to keep them separate from the throngs hoping to take in the New York City tradition. I'm all for protesting. I'm for peaceful protesting. When you're trying to mess with cops and knock down these barricades, that's not peaceful. I also don't understand how you think this wins any 
convert to your cause. This is something that's enjoyed by families and New Yorkers and tourists. And for you to try to disrupt what is supposed to be a magical New York City evening with your insistence that both the police and the Israelis are Nazis, I think it's just shameful. And I really just don't understand the end game of these protesters. Shame on you. Beam me up. To be continued. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.